You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. I'm your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. Yay, Heather's back. I know you all are very excited. I can hear the applause if I had an applause. (laughs) We were so uh, happy that you're here with us. And I know that um, the Feel Good Sisters are feeling good today as we record this podcast for your pleasure. We love to talk about the law of attraction, but perhaps in a way that you've never heard before, or maybe you are actually, if you're here, you're ready and set and able to, to hear a new way of being in the world, or maybe a more profound way of being in connection with your inner being. We love to study and talk about and chat, chat, chat about Abraham. That's the channel through our beautiful Esther Hicks. But we also like to really take the information we're hearing from these teachers and make them our own. How does this apply to me? And what is my inner being saying through these laws of attraction? And how is this becoming more real to me on a daily basis? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. We are here to turn thoughts to things. No shock, right? No shock there. (laughs) We have come to this planet, to this very physical planet. But the reality is, as these teachers share with us, everything is energy. We know this as metaphysical students of of students who are looking at the internal workings of energy and thought and feelings. We know that everything is energy. And of course, our scientists are backing that up. There is nothing, quote unquote, solid in the universe. If you can look at it with a powerful enough microscope, it's all just energy and waves. But how does that information help us on the journey of turning thoughts to things? Because we're a little addicted to the manifestation. We're a little caught up in what we see and hear and taste and touch and feel. And that there is an opportunity for us to get more joy out of life by becoming more subtle translators and subtle adventurers into the non-physical because then we can feel what's coming and enjoy what's coming uh, even before it becomes a reality. And I love this kind of tool set, you know? You're such a teacher, Ray. I love it. (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) You're like, we came here for this. And I'm like, where? I came here to have fun. <laughs> that too. I came here to be in the field of flow. Uh, it feels, it's so fun to um, allow all of this just information to swirl around and have the truth pop up, our universal truth. And I've been having a lot of that happen a lot for me lately. Well, this the subtlety of it, I think, is really interesting. I, I went to the recent 
Abraham Hicks uh, workshop here in the Bay Area. And one of the themes that they kept driving home over and over and over again was that we are here for the creating, not the creation. In other words, we're really here for enjoying the way to things, the, the, the becoming, not the ending. And I think that that's interesting. Right. Because there is no ending. That's the whole reason, right? There, we, we, you'll never get it done. You can't get it wrong. You'll never get it done because it's never done. It's always a creating. It's never a creation, but we think it is. Exactly. And I think about how much suffering that we ensue, not really believing the coming of something and therefore, you know, not enjoying the subtle vibration and the feeling of of the potential of that which lived in the non-physical. And I think understanding the mechanics of this is important because, well, not important, nothing's like really serious here, but what we're, we're talking about is really getting more joy out of the creating and not just kind of being on hold until something actually pops into the physical. And they're talking a lot about the fact that when we do create, it's sort of like, well, we've kind of chewed all the flavor out of that gum and then we want the next thing and the next thing. So we don't want to get caught up in, oh, when this job happens, I'll be happy. Or when this relationship pops in, or when this, you know, physical problem is resolved, then I will really be enjoying my life. We can enjoy it right here and right now when we understand that when we listen to the subtle feeling of that which we're wanting, and we can hear that it's in the oven, it's being baked, it's on its way, we can get into the the dreaminess of won't it be wonderful when, and we then can actually uh, release resistance and allow the manifestations to come quicker, which is kind of fun too. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard them um, speak recently about when they used to drive so much and, and Esther would always be driving the monster bus and Jerry would give all the directions and how um, Esther's like, okay, well, how are we going to get there? And so she wanted to know the entire way. And then he gave her like 20 directions. You're going to turn left and drive five miles and turn right on this highway and did it. And then at some point she's like, wait, uh, that's way too much information. Which just let's, what's the next turn, <laughs> right? What's the next turn? And if we knew if there was a way that we could know the moment we were going to die and then we could be told everything that was going to happen up until that point, we wouldn't have any desire to live it because we would already know what was coming. It would just take all the, the flavor out of the gum. So we think we want to know what's coming and that we're going to be happy when, but if it, if it were to happen, we wouldn't actually appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really, it is a catch 22. It's like, I want to know it's coming for sure, but I like the surprise and delight of how it shows up. Um, but this, this idea of sensing and translating vibration with something other than our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth. I think that is really kind of an interesting dialogue to have with your inner being. So when there is something that you're wanting, that you can begin to really be all in on it and to trust and to know there's like that power of knowing, but then you can relax and you can kind of like, Ooh, you know, I can, I can sense how that relationship is going to be, or I can sense how that business is going to be when it takes off. And I can feel the vibe, the essence of the vibration starting to gain momentum. And they talk a lot about the fact that there's you know, high speeds of energy and low speeds of energy. And that which we cannot see or sense is at a higher speed of energy. And they talked about how, you know, when a dog hears something that you don't hear, you don't say, quit it, you little faker. 
<laughs> you know, they're sensing something that you don't sense. And we want to become more like our dogs. We want to begin to sense the more subtle essences, things that are beyond our ability to hear or see or taste or touch. Why? Because it's so much fun. It is so exciting to know something rather than spend a lot of time in worry, doubt, and fear, blocking the vibration, putting all kinds of resistance on your trail, and then maybe getting into the vortex long enough for it to pop in. But there was so much suffering on the way. So there is sort of like this idea of, oh, I'm going to enjoy it while it's still part of the cake mix, when it's still liquid, when it's still becoming solid. And I'm going to enjoy that process. And I'm going to know that this is what I'm built for. I'm here to bring these things into fruition. This is what I love to do. And just be in that moment, each moment. Like I just love looking at the sky and seeing the shape of the cloud or the color of the the sunset or something where that's just like, ooh, I'm just connected to the vibration of all that the world, the energy that creates worlds and being connected to the energy that creates worlds in every moment and just know that something exciting is coming down the pike and not know when, what, where, and just allow that, that receiving, receiving the surprise and delight in each moment. And it doesn't have to be something big. It can be anything, you know, it can be just listening to a song on the radio, like thinking a thought and then having a rate, a song come on the radio. That's just answering that thing or God talking to you. Or for me, it's my dad because my dad just passed away. And since he went, it's been so joyous. Like I am so much in the non-physical, the veil is so thin. And sometimes I have to remember that I'm in a body. <laughs> which of course the joy is being in the body. Um, but it's just so fun to connect into the 90% of who we are, the energy and that creates worlds and source within us. And oh, it's delightful. I love that. I think what you're talking about is so revolutionary in a way that allows us to unplug from the suffering when someone transitions. So can you talk more about what that process feels like that to you? Like how is this new non-physical relationship with your father unfolding in a way that's, that's bringing you joy? Mm. There's so much I could say about that. Um, it's really kind of interesting how bittersweet it is because I can feel the joy of him reemerging with the non-physical and releasing that body that's no longer serving him. And he had a beautiful death experience, I believe. I wasn't there, but he died in his sleep. And I believe it was a heart attack or something. But how cool is that, right? To not have any kind of like slow process of demise or whatever somebody called it. So there's no suffering there. And for me, it's that checking in with him and feeling his everything that's happened that I've handled as his executor, he was instigating. So he would take my hand and place it on an item that I needed to read or look at. Everything was divine. It was amazing. I flew up to the Bay Area three weekends. One was to handle the cremation and all of that. And then the other two was to prep his house for sale. And in two weekends, I had an estate sale, the house completely emptied that had hundreds of years of stuff because my grandfather, who was born in 1899, all of his things was there as well, and have it ready to be put on the market. And everything was divine, like divine. We had talked about something two weeks before he died, and then he showed me where that was. It was this woman that he had dated in Japan and this handful of letters in her broken English that she had written to him. What would that be? 65, 
70 years ago, or I don't know, like a long time ago. And I just had the most fun ever because every single thing I touched was valuable and important for something. And I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even ask, tell me what to do. I just knew he would. Right. So it's not even, I don't know, like some people say, oh, I hope this happens or I wish that this would happen. I was just like knowing that he would guide me. I could just feel that I didn't doubt myself or second guess any kind of decision I made because I said, well, if it's important, he'll let me know. And he just guided me to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, even to the point where I hadn't purchased a book for people to sign in at his celebration of life. And I thought, oh, I got to go to the store and buy one of those sign-in books. And I touched something and I opened it up and it's a book that his, from his mother's funeral that her, everybody that signed into it to her funeral. And there was about 20 empty pages. And I was like, ah, I'm going to just bring this book. And this is going to be this, you know, the next phase. And then when we opened it the day of the celebration of life, the last signature at the mother's at his mother's funeral, my grandma's funeral was his. So my daughters were both kind of crying because they're like, oh my gosh, we opened the book for grandpa's funeral and the last signature we see is his. And um, just so beautiful, everything that happened. There's so many stories, but I don't want to take up all our time. (laughs) I love that. No, I love it. I think it's so apropos and perfect for what we're talking about is that there is so much more that we can embrace and hold in those subtle non-physical communications that really fuel our ability to enjoy the physical in such a, a bigger and broader way. And watching you go through this whole transition has just been remarkable because it was like, I, I couldn't believe the kind of sort of crunching of time. Like you did things that usually would take weeks and months and you did them in hours. And the it was so amazing to watch the juxtaposition of people and places and things lining up. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Because when, because you weren't in, I mean, obviously you were going through the grieving because we have to grieve the physical. We understand that. It's not something we want to cut off, but there was a deeper knowing in you that connected to this non-physical and knowing that it was all in there for you, that he was well and and that he his energy was working with us, much like our own entourages and inner beings, and they were all coming together. And then there was this a kind of joyous journey to this experience that otherwise could have been just crippling and depressing and, you know, and full of resistance and and difficulty. And so again, I I know that we have to go through the grieving because we do miss the physical. We love the body, the face, you know, the experience of that, but you tapped in so beautifully and it was fun to watch the physical just kind of like, you know, fold and unfold and be like, here, 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 here. It was extraordinary. It's mind boggling, actually. And there's only a couple other times in my life where I could really realize deeply how much I was tapped in. And um, the other time was the birth of both my daughters. And I was like, if I could do this, I could do anything. And with this experience of, you know, my dad passing, having his cremains and his celebration of life and getting his taxes done and prepping his house. And we put the house on the market last Monday. And by Tuesday, we had two ca- all cash offers for full price. And like everything just happening so quickly. I was like, wow, 
where, I mean, there was a moment where I said, where can I just apply all of this? I mean, obviously, where can I apply all of this to my day-to-day life? Because I'm capable of so much more than I think I am, which I believe is true for all of us, right? We're capable of so much more than we think we are, we can. But when we have to do it and we allow the ease and flow, it can happen easily. But when we don't have to do it, there's no, I don't know if there's a have to because there's no have to. But when there's some kind of thing bigger than us that brings us into a, it's, this is the time. Now is the time. (laughs) And every day I hear my dad say to me, it's time to fly. It's time to fly. So I'm like waking up in the morning. It's time to fly. It's time to fly. I don't know where I'm flying or what I'm doing, but it's time to fly. So there's something really powerful in that aligning with the source within us that we can do have be anything we desire. Um, that really just keeps us in that creating space of, ooh, what am I going to create today? And it's just, I don't know, it's so fun. So thank you for this opportunity to just even talk about it and to hear, I can't wait to hear what all of our audience members are feeling and thinking and what they're up to creating. And I want to hear from them as well. Yeah, I, I think what what you're exhibiting is, the, again, that ability for us to subtly move into a vibrational communication with the non-physical that just brings us delight and comfort and direction. But it is, you know, your ability to to tap in. And, and what's difficult, you know, sometimes with physical transition is you can get caught up in the grieving and then it's hard to tap into that more subtle release and knowing that all is well. And, um, I mean, obviously you've practiced this enough in your life that that muscle was there for you and it gave you the ability to tap in maybe sooner than many of us could. And I, I thought it was so wonderful to watch that process, but also, I think the evidence of it and how it unfolded did kind of give you more of like, hey, I'm good at this. I can do even more of this in sort of the things that are maybe less big or less, you know, huge transitions. I could use this to kind of, you know, do whatever it is that I'm wanting to unfold. So there's that sort of balancing act between, you know, our intentions are already in the vortex. We already, you know, source already knows exactly what it is that we're wanting. We can relax and then we can get that you know, oh, it's coming. It's coming. I can feel it. There's something. And when it pops in, it's like, oh, that's even better than I would have imagined. Yeah. And I've been wondering like, okay, what is that? If I, could I take, could I chunk it down into steps or is there something like how to connect in with source? And the first thing that I got was just that ability to get out of our head because I've never found source in my head. (laughs) It's never been there. So that's the first Step at least is to just learn how to check in to something deeper within my soul or my intuition or something. And I guess it, it probably would be different for each person, I would imagine. Um, but I'm still kind of in that. I wonder how to chunk this down into small little steps, you know, like the how to steps, even though sources said to me so many times, it's not the how it's the allow. So, and also, you know, they say we are like a cork, our inner being is a cork, it will pop up to the surface with source, if we don't hold the judgment, right, that or the, um, I mean, I call it the judgment, if we don't hold the resistance or hold the brick or the hand on the cork, and I've found that the resistance is judgment. So to get out of judgment is to get out of our head, because source doesn't judge. So if source doesn't live in our head, if we get out of our head, we won't judge either. So I guess that's kind of all that I know so far, but I'm still working on that piece. (laughs) 
Well, I think we're taught so much to get into processing and into the thought and we feel responsible to things. And it is this subtle relaxing into that heart space, into that energy space and listening for the directions and listening and watching for the impulses. When we get, I think you know, a lot of this is, and I'm coming to this more and more is this idea of being resistant free. If we can let go of the things that hold us back, the thoughts that hold us back from getting into that subtle place of allowing the worry, the doubt, the fear, the thoughts that um, would tell us that we are alone here and that, you know, this has to be difficult. If we can find a way to distract ourselves from those thoughts or meditation, which again, our Abrahams are saying uh, constantly is really an opportunity to quiet the mind, even for a few minutes a day, can really get you more tuned in to that non-physical vibration that's whispering, go here, go there, into an energy kind of, I love this idea of speaking energy. I think our planet is going into a, a, a way for us all to speak more of an energy language than even um, a, a physical language or the interpretations of the visual plane or the auditory plane. I love this language of energy and it is beyond words and it is beyond um, our current kind of vernacular, but it's exciting because their worlds, that's where the worlds begin, right? That's where, that's where things start to, to come together. And, um, and I do believe that what you have exhibited in this experience can be used for the everyday mundane things too. It's not just for those big kind of major transitions in life. Okay, now I'm tapping in, you know, I've got the diagnosis or somebody transitioned and now I can, now I, I'm like motivated to tap in that we can tap in every day in a, in a subtle way and kind of see like, what's up? Let's see what's coming today. What have I put into the vortex maybe 10 years ago or five years ago or last month that's ready to pop today? Absolutely. Any moment is a great moment to tap in. I think it's just that remembering that we are capable and that to create space for it too, because I think so many of us get caught up in that day to day, you know, same stuff, different day kind of groundhogish experience. Exactly. <laughs> so it's never, each moment has never been and will never be again. And just to remember that, like, wow, this moment on this day will never happen again. And it's already gone. And the next moment's already here. And like, how cool is that? Yes, to just be part of that. And the key is to release resistance. And and so and we talked about this on, on the last show. You know, we really challenge everyone to have a resistant-free day, week, month. Let's go on a resistant-free diet where whatever comes, we just allow it to unfold and then be calm and connected into what's next, trusting that there is a perfect unfolding, a right time, a right place, a right people right here and right now. And that this is, you know, truly a, a universe of attraction. And if you hold that knowing, then everything can come through and delight and surprise and also challenge because the contrast is part of this. It is the beauty and it's that which kind of gets us clarity. This understanding that somehow um, we're not here for contrast is something we've, we've talked about for so many shows. You know, we embrace that, which is contrasting in nature, but there's also something really beautiful about expecting things to, to come in and be delightful and without necessarily big challenges. Uh, this I shall have. 
Well, and I think that's where the step five moment is so powerful in that. And they said recently on a track that I heard the bigger the contrast, the bigger the solution. So don't try to just like say, oh, I only want a little contrast or whatever. Don't try to micromanage the contrast piece, um, which I thought was pretty interesting because I had never heard them exactly say that before. But it doesn't really matter. Nothing really matters because everything's going to just happen. The the feel good flow is going to happen. The contrast is going to happen and everything in between. And it's just being on that wave and being becoming a surfer, a life surfer, a vibrational surfer of life and not having any judgment about it. And I think it's interesting. My kids sometimes get frustrated with me because they're like, you're so picky and you're so this and that. And I'm thinking, oh, they think by me asking for what I want, that I'm actually in resistance that if I don't get what I want, it's not okay or something like that. And I'm like, no, I just have this clarity. I want this and I want that. But if I don't get it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if it doesn't happen. It's more like I'm just really clear on what I'm wanting. And so it's kind of interesting to see other people's perspectives as I navigate through (laughs) and as we all navigate through. So it's fun to play together. And you can't lose in that kind of stance. You know, you you ask for what you want. You know it. You know it before it manifests. And then you watch as it surprises and delights. And maybe it looks different. Maybe it has a different kind of um, look and taste and texture than you expected. And, and more often than not, it's better than you could have imagined. And I think that's where we really uh, allow source and our entourage and our non-physical to be really at the helm because it's so clear that they know <laughs> more about what they're doing than we do. Mm-hmm. And it is sort of a, a relaxing into and listening for the more subtle knowing that that which I want is already complete in the vibrational sense. And I'm just enjoying, I just had this vision of like the Domino's pizza app where you can see that there it's in the oven and now it's out and in the box and now they got it in the car and it's on its way. <laughs> you know, it's getting into that, that sort of delivery mode and excitement that even when it's still in the dough stage, you can anticipate the deliciousness of what is going to be when it arrives. And it's really fun. And I just want to dedicate this podcast on this day and this moment to Don McKay. I'm getting a little choked up. To such a beautiful spirit who gave us our beautiful Heather. I'm just so grateful for his energy and his just his presence and his willingness to bring this beautiful daughter into this life where we can all enjoy and delight and love her. And um, as we come to the end of our podcast, we just send joy and light and love to him and all his family and all his friends who now can really appreciate who he was, the fighter pilot, the firefighter, the great man that he was. And we just, you know, send such gratitude and, and uh, amen. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I just, the two days before he passed, I was talking to him and he said, you know, I just appreciate you so much. He would tell me how much he enjoyed conversing with me. And every time I'd get in the car, I would call him because um, I like to talk while I'm driving. And so he'd always go, where are you going? Where are you going? Or where are you coming from? And so he always said, you know, you just live life. And I appreciate that you are living your life. And so many people don't do that. And I thought about that. And I was like, what do you mean people don't live their life? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Of course we're living our life, but it's just that like being out there in the world and like enjoying each moment and embracing it and getting all the juice out of it. And so I'm just appreciating that opportunity. And I know you do that as well, Ray, just like really live each moment. So yay for all of the feel good flow and the thriving and 
collaborating with source. Yes, it, it, it is so good to really suck the marrow out of <laughs> this life experience. And I know that your dad did that in his life and he, he gave that to you in a way that's so palpable and so obvious and so amazing to watch that legacy continue. So, well, thank you, Feel Good Nation. It's been wonderful to spend this time with you. I'm sure you heard something in this time together that will bring you a relief or bring you a new knowing that truly all is well. Thank you. And as we say every week, feel good, sisters. Feel good, sister. Brothers, we love you. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.